Hey guys, if you're interested in how the tent business works, a little bit of ice machines and a lot of commercial real estate, stay tuned. We got Chuck Riston from Solar Shield of Seneca on this episode of South CAC Syndicate Podcast. Hey, this is Liz and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. Welcome. Welcome back to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. Who are you? This is Kyle Voss in the house. Jared here. We got Mr. Chuck Riston with us. You have uh, the best part of class of 96 in this. Uh, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. On your airwaves today. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, as, as as you can hear, we're all Wahala graduates, same year. I may have just dated us a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's and okay. We don't look at the. The good thing <laughs> is. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We are, yeah. <laughs> at least in our eyes. That's right. And Chuck is probably our fourth guest that has actually brought us a gift. To the podcast, we appreciate it. Welcome. This is um, Chuck's hard worked on old fashioned recipe. Many trials and errors to get it just right. Yeah, and they're good. They're and I don't so even good. drink old fashioned, so this is this is tasty. What kind of cherry is it? It's not. No, it's not a maraschino. It's a, uh, it's a black it's a, cherry. It's a black cherry. It's a bourbon cherry. It's made just for bourbon drinks. It's called um, a bourbon cherry. No, they're what are those filthy, filthy cherries, filthy black filthy. cherries, filthy black cherries. Let me tell you what, just the juice inside. Yeah. So I took a canister of those things to the beach a couple of years ago. I'd take the juice and drizzle it on a cheesecake and stuff. Man, you talking about good? <laughs> it was fantastic. God, I used to taste so skinny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get off subject. We uh, we want we kind of mentioned Chuck in a past podcast. We didn't really, Yeah, we didn't mention him by name. I don't think on the tinting. Tinting business, but uh, Chuck owns Solar Shield of Seneca right here in Seneca, South Carolina, a booming business. He's killing it. We kind of wanted to bring him in and talk. You know, we've talked a lot side hustles and and you know establishing a, a thriving business from a side hustle, and that's exactly what he's done with that. You know, that was for a long time that kind of was his side hustle out of his garage at his house, his spending cash, or Raise maybe some money. Yeah. Or maybe somebody else is spending cash. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> so, you know, we wanted to kind of bring in somebody that did it firsthand versus just us talking yeah. about it. So I guess let's go back to how, how did you how did you get started in the business? It was kind of a freak thing right out of high school, right? Well, I was working for a place in high school, and we tinted windows, and <clears throat> and then later on I bought it. Yeah, and continued to tent windows. And when you went to work there, you you just you just showed up needing a job part right. time. Tenth grade in high school, washing cars at the time. Yep, it worked out great for you because you could wash your own car. That's right. And you know, and, and the reason I want to bring that up is because I think there's so many young people out there that are like, you know, I'm, you know, I can't find a job I like or what, whatever. I feel like you need to you know just go, go knock, go ask, right. And then while you're there, learn. Especially when you're in 10th grade. Try new things. Try different yeah, things. Yeah, you ain't got nothing yeah. to lose. You can't fail. You're young enough to recover from anything there is. Like, That's right. Do it all. Well, and the great part about the story is he ended up buying the business. Well, tell now, us. It was years later, but. Tell us more about that. Well, the opportunity came to buy the business, so I bought the business. And um, at this point, I'd been tinting windows for about five years. And um, it was a great opportunity. The, the owner wanted out. Gave me a great deal. Bought it. I uh, was young, married, and uh, just took the bull by the horns. And later on, 
Actually, it was 9-11. The, the episode that happened in 9-11 scared me to death because I was young, sure. early 20s. And I was like car detailing, window tinting. Yeah, man, this could go away at any time. I'm the, I'm the first one to go because people are going to eat before yeah. they get their windows tinted. So, yeah. so I sold the business and uh, actually got into the funeral business, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then so you were, you kind of, what, some time went by? I had a no compete. So I waited on my no compete and um, started tinting windows out of my garage. I was into drag racing and funeral business wasn't supporting my, Wife, family, and extracurricular. Extracurricular. So started tinting windows out of my garage just to make extra money because it was something I was already good at. And before I knew it, I was tinting windows one, two days a week and was making more money than I was at the funeral home all week. You're like, man, maybe I need to rethink this. And I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. You're at home. I was at home. So We don't have to answer to anybody. That's exactly right. right. That's That's, right. That's the key. Yeah. That's right. So eventually um, was able to quit the funeral home, started up Solar Shield. Matter of fact, you came up with a name and the logo for me. Cool. So I, I didn't know that. Yeah, he part, did. part, pretty cool. part of this story is that I worked for Chuck for a couple of years in that, in, in that, in those years between funeral home and him buying it. There was a couple of years I worked for him. And you know, me being the business guy, I'm like keeping my eye on all the, yeah. what makes the money, you know, whatever. So when it came back around, he's like, man, I, I think I'm going to start another business. I was like, dude, I think you need to focus on, because there was, you know, there was a non-compete for a while. I was like, I think you just need to focus on houses. Well, now that I'm thinking back, the no-compete was just, it was just for it was cars. Just cars. Yeah. So we were able to go ahead and start the, so I was like, the residential. Just start something on just housing and commercial buildings, because the margin was better there anyway. And Chuck's like, yeah, that'd be a, that's a great idea. You know, and we can focus there. And there was a company we used to buy tent from called Solar Guard. Yep. And I always thought it was a great name. Mm-hmm. You know, it basically the well, name it tells the story of what it exactly is. Exactly right. What What is it? It guards from solar. Yes. It right. shields from solar. So when when he was like, I think I'm gonna start another business. That's pretty slick. I was like, I got a name for you. And we didn't want to take Solar Guard. I was like, we'll do Solar Shield. Yeah. It's perfect. It says what it does. It blocks mm-hmm. the sun, right? Versus like. So and so window tinting, like That's some right. people don't know what that is or you know how it works or whatever. So anyway, so yeah, I came up with a quick logo, which is not what it is now. It was some kind of other funky something. Yeah, it was like a sun or something, but yeah. And we were picking up odds and in jobs, uh, commercial. I think we did like Bed Bath and Beyond. And, Wait, are you still in your garage? Yeah, at this time during the starting of Solar Shield. Yes. You're still in your garage. No, no real estate out there yet. You still so people are dropping their cars off in your yard, and you're pulling them in and tenting them. A one man show. Yep, we're picking them up. Well, and there's there's another there's another local guy who tents windows. His name's Rudy. Everybody knows Rudy. Everybody um, knows Rudy. Yeah, Rudy would come over. He's like the Godfather of tinting around yeah. here. Yeah, I actually, my first car I had tinted, I paid Rudy to tint it. Mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah, so. he, he actually cut, if anybody's been to the podcast room or to Weston Co., he cut the sign for Weston Co. that we bolted on the wall. Oh, yeah. As our sign and yeah, put yeah. the backing behind it. He yeah. made the solar shield sign that's on the building, both sides, yeah. and hung it. So Love that know, dude. Yeah, dude's awesome. He's, you know, every, anybody knows Rudy. If you need something, don't know how to do something, you call Rudy. But, Figure um, it out. Yeah, so, so Rudy was helping me because – we were also building a race car together, so my just, car, his motor kind of deal. So it just made sense. So I had Rudy helping me, but then, um, you know, Rudy's job and kids and whatnot, he kind of quit. And I had a, um, I had an opportunity to get a shop 
which oddly enough, it was a little three bay shop and it's behind my shop now where I'm at now. Okay. But, so, but it was off the road, but small town, Seneca's wild, you know, everybody knew me. So I was doing plenty of business, but I saw a building on 123. I kept looking at it, kept looking at it. And finally, I stopped one day. So, reference 123 is like our main bypass. Our main, I don't even know it's called the bypass. It's no, the it's actual a, main. It's a main four, one of the main four lanes through our county. That's yeah. Where, it's where you want to be if you're in business. That's right. right. So I stopped by, talked to the owners. It had been for lease for, God, three, four, five months. And um, it probably wasn't the most, uh, it wasn't the perfect place to do window tinting the way it was set up. It could have been better. Yeah, it could have been sure. better, but you made it work. We made it work, and, and where we're at now, I don't know how we made it work, but we made it work. And a little one-base shop, and they wanted twice what I was paying on a lease payment. Talked to the guys. They gave me the first year for what I was paying at the other place. Cut it in half. Just to get you in the door. Eight years later, I asked them why, and they said they thought I'd only be there six months and gone because, <laughs> <laughs> because you, you know, should have signed a ten-year yeah, contract. Yeah, I should have. I should have. So um, that's awesome. But they were good to me. They um, they only went up. I was in that shop for nine years, and they only went up on rent one time, and that was the second year, and they only went up two hundred dollars. Yeah, you did so good. I did Especially great. For they, they were that, awesome. Is that a? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that a dual? Rentable building, yeah, it was. Yep. yeah. So you had sure front was. end and you had back end. So they were they, well, they were probably split getting, down the middle. Oh, okay. So it you was, had one side and they had the other yeah. side. Gotcha. Right. gotcha. Yeah. And the owners actually occupied the other side. So oh, cool. It so wasn't it, free money to them. Probably. Yeah. To them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. So we moved there and I hired a, hired one guy who has now been with me for over ten years. Um, and let's see, February of twenty. Or December of 2021, I was able to buy where we are now. So I started in my garage, two-car garage by myself, and now we got 7,500 square feet under roof, yeah, heated and cooled, and five employees. And Let's back up just a little bit because we kind of skipped over that first crazy. employee. Like cool. how important is it to find the right people? I want to spend a little bit of time on this yeah. subject. Yeah, no, no, I'm heavy yeah, he's, because I want to say – in your industry, turnovers like clockwork. I mean, it, it happens all it the does. time. Yeah, we've had they, a lot. They find a better job. They don't like getting their hands wet. They thought they wanted to do it. It wasn't for them. Yeah, but your turnovers got to be pretty heavy. It it was at first, um, but now we have a we have a great team. That's awesome. Um, they everybody's my. I've got one employee who's been with me for four years, and everybody else has been with me longer than that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so the guy that's been with you 10 years, what he asked for, he pretty much gets. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's, yeah. But his name is Corey, and Corey is, man, he's fantastic. He, he, you would think, if you didn't know any better, you would think Corey owned the place. That's, Which is what you want. That is exactly that's, what you want. That's what you want. I now, call it the act as if model. Act yeah. as if you are the owner. And he does. He yeah. he cares about it, you know, and he's like, this is my livelihood as much as it is yours. That's right. Um, we're going to grow it. If an employee's not doing something they're or doing something they're not supposed to do, he's the yeah. first one on them. You know the thing I like about Corey is that <clears throat> he stepped in. He, did, he didn't have any experience, did he? You taught him everything? I did. He didn't have any. So, so he comes in. Chuck teaches him everything he knows as far as tenting goes. But Corey was, was good enough to, like, then – Go out and and learn other techniques that Chuck didn't teach him. 
and then bring those back to him and be like, hey, look, I seen this thing. So you got a guy that self-educates yes. and yes. brings it back to the shop. Not yes. only is that amazing and really, really rare, but it provides what I would call an exit strategy whenever you're ready because this yeah. guy's shown himself to be, yeah. yeah, I can do anything there is to do. And, and the way the way I kind of, you know, owning the first tent business, I learned a lot on how with employees, what to do. So I learned what motivated employees and what turned them away. So with Corey, from day one and, and even to today, and, and with all my employees, but it started with Corey, I gave incentives. So, like, for instance, when he first started, I, you know, anybody who knows anything about tent windows, tinting a back window is the hardest thing. You got to heat it. You got to know how to install it. You got so defrost it, lines on the older vehicles. You yeah. Gotta, yeah. So, so his first deal was like, I'm like, his incentive, I'm like, you learn how to tint a back glass, you get a raise. <laughs> and Corey learned, Corey actually learned the trade quicker than I did when I first started. And um, Corey went from his base salary, what I started him at, in the first year with the incentives, he had doubled his salary. Just on the things he learned. Well, I mean, that, yeah. Do you, and, and you do not have to answer this, do you incentive-based pay if they bring you a customer? Is there a kickback? Is there, if they do X amount of numbers a month, is there a bonus? Do you do any kind of incentive pay? I do. It's everybody's on salary. They all have their salary, but the incentive is like if we do X amount this week, you bonus everybody out. You get, I bonus everybody out. So it's, it's like a profit it's share. Like a profit That's share. The scene. Yeah. yeah. And there's different ways to do it. You know, we had the podcast. We talked about, about this for a whole episode. When we did performance based pay, mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't really touch on the whole bonus out. That's we right. talked about it for a second. Right. Everything we talked about was performance based metrics on based on each yep. industry and each individual employee. Mm-hmm. Um but I like it when you just like say, Hey, the low-hanging stuff's here. If we get the high-hanging stuff, I'll bonus everybody out. You know? I worked at a factory here locally for, I don't know, four or five years back in the early 2000s, and, and they called it a pip check. Right? It was a profit-sharing incentive is what it was. And, man, every quarter we'd get this check, and it would just, I mean, thousands of dollars. One check. Yeah. And we Make you work like, hard the next month, don't it? Dude, we were just busting it. And, th- and back then, we were in our 20s. We didn't know what to do all this money. There were more new four-wheelers <laughs> and bass boats. And then when they stopped the bonus checks, repo and started happening <laughs> in the parking lot. People started quitting. Well, that what they did was, this is very important, what they did was they added that bonus check into their a- actual annualized budget of their household. You can't do that because it's a bonus check, which means it can go away at any time. Yeah. Well, they didn't look at it that way. They just thought that was an extra twelve thousand a year that they were getting, or whatever the number is. And when, when it, it goes come, away, yeah, you're over leveraged real quick. No more bass boat. No more nothing. Yeah. yeah. And and all all of my incentives for those guys are weekly. Oh, cool. And, and and that way they know like they can't. They don't. They budget their salary. Mm-hmm. And, and and my guys are all young. I'm old enough to be every one of them's father. <laughs> Which, yeah. there I go dating us again. I'm, I'm not, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're not. <laughs> the, the, so. good, the good thing about that, though, is, is there's going to be another generation. You know, you got to think. That's right. There was a time when you were the young guy, yep. right? And you learned things from those folks ahead of you. You know, you almost have, not only do you have an obligation to keep these guys employed and teach them things, but you also have an obligation to kind of teach them how to fill your shoes one day. Not necessarily in that business particularly, but... And whatever they do in their life, 
Well, I want them all to be successful. I'm just, that's my personality. I want everybody to be successful and everybody do good and everybody be happy. So, but the first thing I teach anybody who comes to work for me is how to talk to people. Amen. It's the most important. Because in our line of work, if you call my shop and you're asking questions about window tint, you don't want somebody going, uh, uh, <laughs> Hold on, let me go ask. Let me find somebody. And I'm like, you price something wrong. If you're going to price it wrong, price it low. If we lose $20, $30, it's not the end of the world. But yeah. don't do it again. Yeah. And learn from it. Yeah. And, but, but be, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Have so, confidence. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's, you know, it's, I don't know. I kind of applied you for that. You got to, you got to, you know, the fact that you're kind of letting these guys feel like the owner. You know, back to what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, you got to give them enough confidence to be like, no, I want you to run this place like you own it. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to customers, do this, do that. Um, well, there's a lot of things you see. You see them on Facebook and, and it, you know, and I'm I'm not claiming to be the best boss or the best whatever, but I see things as like, I want to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be standing yeah. up there pointing my finger. I want to be like, all right, guys, let's do this. You agree That's that right. it's a fine line, though. It is a fine line. You can't. You can't give too much. A lot of times, kindness is yeah. mistaken well, for weakness. You know, the main thing I I see to that is true. the reason it's a fine line is because they don't see the risk that you've taken on your shoulders. They've never felt that risk, right? Right. And so you can be right there with them, a part of the team, except for that there's a whole other world of the business that you have to deal with that they don't. That's right. Right. And so because they don't have to deal with it, to them, uh, there's you know, they don't feel it. They don't understand it. Well, they, love, know, they love that that blanket. They want to wrap themselves in that security of not having to worry about paying the overhead. Right. Yeah. They're happy with their salary. They love their boss. They love what they do that's, right now. That's 99% of the country. That is 100%. Yeah. 99% of the country. The problem and is there's you, nothing wrong with that because without those guys who love that blanket, man, we wouldn't have this glass right here. Yeah. You know? The we problem would, with that. can't be a chief. That's right. Yeah. The problem with that, though, is this. And not necessarily in Chuck's business, because I don't know, but like in just general business is a lot of times those, the Indians are, you know, in the, in your, in your scenario, the Indians kind of look down on the chief because they're like, I know what you're making. I know what you're doing, but this is the thing. Is that me? It's not me. Yeah. Oh, it's me. My bad. I had to have my ringer on because my daughter's getting some exhaust work done and she's kind of freaking out a little bit about how it's going to go. And I said, listen, I'll turn the ringer on just in case you need me, but that wouldn't hurt. So anyway, you know, back to what I was saying, the Indians kind of look at the chief and like, they get a little bit like, Hey, I see what you're doing based on our merits. But what they don't understand is the amount of sacrifice and stress and leverage that. That's right. All right. We're turning this one down. Um, (laughs) that they've had to go through all kinds of, all kinds of exciting things happening. Yep. They had to go through in order to get to that position, mm-hmm. even just to hire that person. That's right. You know, it's like the whole ad- adage of the the pencil maker. You know, I, I'm, oh, just, yeah, I'm yeah. just making pencils for you. You're making money on me because I'm making all the pencils. That's right. I need a raise because you're making way more than I am. Yeah, but the, the guy that started the business had to buy all the equipment, mm-hmm. had to buy the, the building, had to do all this, hire all the people, have the overhead, have to pay the payroll, all the things that you don't have to worry about as the pencil maker. Mm-hmm. So I get that you're not making as much as the guy that runs the company, but you didn't have near as much stress and leverage as he did either. Tell you what, you want to raise, I'll split the overhead with you. Yeah. Well, we have that conversation a lot. My oh, guy, boy. my guys, you know, we give each other a hard time. We have a good time at work. We're not, 
you know, we try to have a good time because if you're having a good time at work, day goes by. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's happy. They want to come to work tomorrow. And so, in a perfect world, that's what you want. Yeah, and but a lot of times they'll be like, because the what I'm not always in their hands on tinning because at the end of the day, I'm paying them to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I try not to say that to them because it's came up and it, you know, because they're salary. Like, they're like, you're like telling, we don't want to hear that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you get behind. You're leaving here at five o'clock. But a lot of times they'll be like, oh, you scared to do this? You scared to do that? And and I have to remind them, I'm like, there was a day when I did all y'all's job by myself, <laughs> Yeah, you know, in a little two-car garage. And now you've got the luxury of being in this big shop with air conditioning and, and I whatnot. Found, or and even, so. even back to when you, when you were working for somebody else tenting, like you did their job I for did. somebody else. I did. You know, it wasn't like, you know, when you're talking about it in your garage, you're still making 100% of that. That profit, but you also were in their shoes as at one point working for somebody else, working your ass off, tenting, learning the business, talking to customers, doing all the things. I found it difficult when I had a lot of employees. We, you know, small town, not much to do. You become good friends with your employees. You do. You hang out after yeah. work, and that's what you want in well, a perfect the, scenario. The problem is when it's time to slit throats and hoist the black flag. You're not friends anymore. At the end of the day, you're under me. I'm responsible yeah. for what you're doing under this roof. Yeah. yeah. And it's it causes it will or it, it has caused some issues at some point. And it's hard for some people to separate that line. If you're missing my paycheck, let me tell you, yeah. it ain't hard for me That's to right. have a conversation and kick you down the road. We'll still hang out. Yeah. But when you're I see not, you're, not, you're not jumping me, right? Well, so. and the problem too is you have to realize is that if the owner of a business becomes too so friendly with the employees that he can't draw that line, that's right. The whole thing's going under, and the employees are losing their job as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Everybody's replaced. Everybody's everybody's gone at that point. Mm-hmm. So I want to back up. Uh, we know where you kind of are today. I still want to talk about some of that, but I want to back up back to your old shop days, your first shop that you bought. Were you nervous? Was it? Because, I mean, you're still in your young 20s, probably not 25 at this time when you purchased, right? No, I was 21, I believe. And then what? Did you have to borrow money for I that? Did. I did. And that, um, th- there's a banker here in town. It was a signature loan, wasn't it? It was. Um, <laughs> that tells you how far back that was. Well, well, I can't get one of them no more. <laughs> well, the thing is, is <clears throat> yes, I was nervous. But at the time, I was living... I was living in my um, first my wife's home that her parents owned, so I didn't have a house payment. Yeah, you know I had to pay the utilities and all that good stuff. But um, it was a good time to take a risk. It was, and he sold it to me so cheap, and I knew what it. I knew how much the business did that I knew I was going to be okay. And then did anything so. keep you up at night? Like six months after you signed the paperwork, you're now the owner of a business. You got one or two guys at that time, probably, and were you just going, um, crap? Anytime we weren't booked out about two weeks, I did. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, stayed yeah, up all crap. night. And and unfortunately, it's still that way. Now, this was pre social media, too. It was. Right. So there was, was no direct advertising yeah. to consumer or nothing like that. It was a billboard at Miracle Circle, and there we are. And now, I was know. still paying a yellow page ad. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the thing is, I think some of the stuff that he struggled with in the early days was that this particular location was kind of a hangout. Oh, yeah. And so that's tough. That's a, that's a tough way to run a business when yeah. people are hanging out. You know, I think that's the biggest difference you ran into between then and when you came back to 123 is that 
the good thing about that building is it wasn't really that great a place to hang out. Well, I also learned a lot. You well, know, that's true. I, I learned like one, I'm not going to hire friends. That's right. Because it's hard to separate, especially if you're already friends. Yeah. And um, so I decided I wasn't going to hire friends, and um, and I knew it wasn't going to be a hangout. It, it was going to have to be a business. And you know, and even even then and now, like I I tell my guys, I'm like, don't make me be the boss. And normally that's all mm-hmm. it takes. Mm-hmm. So. And the whole hanging out thing, you know, there, there's, I think being in the funeral business helped me learn how to talk to people. So when people would want to come and hang out and people still kind of want to come and hang out if they're, you know, over, overrunning their welcome, I guess you could say, I would, I would just be like, hey, man, we're like stupid busy. I'm not trying to be rude, but like, yeah, can you come back at six when nobody's here? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, and, and people are like, oh, man, my bad. Yeah, I'm gone. No problem. So. Yeah, that's got to be a tough part of that business. Yeah, I sure. remember when Tommy was in the shop was kicking in its prime, and his dad was running the desk back then. Boy, if you pulled up to his mom, his mom, or his, his mom, <laughs> his mom. Hey, you gonna get you were getting work done? Yeah, you got a ride I, coming? Can I help you? Because uh, yeah. you ain't standing here all day. Do you need day. to pay for something? <laughs> that's that's right. what she that's said. Right. Do you need to pay for something? <laughs> she would guard the door, boy. But I tell you, nobody hung out there. You're right. right. Like right. it, you, you'd go there and hear that one time, and you were done. Which is You're good right. because if she didn't do that, there'd if probably be I, yeah. all kinds of people. If I'm in his there. parking lot, then I'm getting work done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and I'm probably sitting in the office in a chair waiting on it to get done, and not out there shooting oh, the bull. You definitely were. That's right. right. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. You bring that back. <laughs> well, cool. So let's. Uh, I guess let's take a break real quick. Okay, let's do that, and then we come back. I want to kind of fast forward to where you are today, because uh, it's leaps and bounds. You know, you kind of mentioned the building, but that's a big leap, too, for you because you didn't own any of the other ones, right? No, I didn't own any of them. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you just owned the businesses. You didn't actually own any of the buildings. Now he's in the real estate game. That's right. And we're going to hear all about it after these messages. Let's face it. Shopping for insurance can be time consuming. When it comes to your auto and home insurance needs, make things simple and trust your Allstate experts. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your auto and home. Bundling saves money, sure, but it also saves you time. So you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact Clemson Allstate agent Shane Smith at 864-654-1047 today for a free personalized insurance proposal. Allstate, are you in good hands? All right, we're back with Chuck Riston from Solar Shield. Solar Shield of Seneca. Of Seneca. You know, the thing that's awesome is when when he first, you know, we came up with the Solar Shield. And then he like kind of did his own thing, and it was like Solar Shield of Seneca. In my mind, what I thought is, oh yeah, we're gonna license this thing. It's gonna be like Solar Shield of Charleston, <laughs> Solar Shield of there. Yeah, that's my first thought. I was like, we're gonna franchise it. We're gonna franchise it. <laughs> that's I'd be. That's a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> a lot of road time. Well, and the thing is, though, is technically it could be done. Of course, you'd you'd basically sell the sell the license, and then have like a six week course. Oh, that's right. You have to graduate. You, have, you graduate to get to another take on. You graduate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You teach them the business of of tending, of talking to customers, it's booking the, stuff. It's the subway school, exactly. And then once they're gone, maybe they pay a yearly dues, and maybe like to use the name because it's already successful. Yeah, and maybe like you in that you have like a summit meeting or something every year, and you kind of get yeah, you get together. Here's what's coming new. Here's where you're going to get your discount. Yep, I like that. You're going to do that. We, I have talked about it before, but really? probably not. We were just talking in the break about yeah. we're too young or too old yeah, for certain that's things. Right. I think I'm past that. May, yeah, but if it's a separate business, you could literally have that as a totally separate business. Now I'll let your 10-year guy do it. 
Nah, you got to, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about it after the podcast. Some of that. Yeah, let's do that. Podcast wants 10%. Um, so, <laughs> no. Orton is a sponsorship. Well, I'm at this stage in the game, I'm trying to um, slow down. Slow down. I'm trying to get, get Corey more in the um, in the office, I guess you could say, and the, the day-to-day stuff that only I can do right now um, because, as you know, I don't yeah. know if you know, but. You know, I got other things going on with mm-hmm. the ice machines and mm-hmm. other real estate, yeah, commercial so, properties that I have to deal with. So, so I want to get into that towards the end, but everybody thinks of window tinting, cars, trucks, hot rods. That that's it. That's all, most of the time. But now you're in a really different, unique market than you do houses. A lot of lake houses, a lot of sun facing uh, commercial do. buildings. Tell me about like the first phone call. Hey, y'all do houses? Did that happen, or did you market yourself to do? residential and then get into commercial well when we started solar shield because we'd already everybody already knew we did cars so all of my marketing stuff went towards houses so our because houses the the profit margin is way greater on a house or a building or and it's all flat glass there's no curved glass there's no seals there's no dirty seats or (laughs) any of that stuff so no big um, mac stuff between the seats of the car you're trying to seriously, it, it's happened. It's happened. Boogers on the window. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like you gotta. So anyway, go, go ahead. ahead. You wouldn't believe what we see, but um, so we really want the housing, commercial, residential stuff. That that's where we really want to be. We're gonna always tent cars because the need is there, and you know I have guys that are great at it. Um, but we can, you know, as far as profit margin, we can. In a day, we can make four or five hundred percent more in a house or a commercial building than we can in shop tending a car. So. Because obviously, your dollar amount's a lot higher, but your margins are that much better on houses, yeah, than they are vehicles. They are because, say, like a, a four door car, average price two hundred bucks, no matter what it is. Well, sure. if you go tend a lake house, or it doesn't matter what it is, if we tend a mobile home or if we tend a lake house, the price is the same. We charge a certain dollar amount per square foot. So you get a you get a window that's humongous, you know, say five foot by eight foot window, and most lake houses have about ten of them. You're charging by the square footage. So I mean, you just do the math. And, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more glass on a yeah. house than there is a car. There is, and and you know. The, the techniques that we have today, like that we didn't have 10 years ago when you were, when you yeah. were working for me, um, we could, like I can tent that window by myself. Or 10 years ago, we didn't have the same techniques. People have just learned techniques and they share them on YouTube sure. and whatnot, and, and we've learned them. And um, so it's, it's just, and you're in the air condition all day. <laughs> I think I think part of the difference too. With no Big Macs. There, right. there's, there's some reason for the margin. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the cost of goods or the actual labor time itself. I mean, when you're tenting cars, and all you need is 24-inch rolls of, of tent. That's right. Right. So when you start doing houses, you can't just stock those. You have to have now... Eight-foot rolls. The, yes. Or And the larger. silvers and the whatever. And yeah. those are big investments for him to stick in the, in the warehouse and just hang on to until he gets a job, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the big difference, too, is that, you know, and then knowing how to do it, I mean... There was a time where me and Chuck tended a house and I'm, you know, we're on the top of a stepladder with a cooler on top of the stepladder with me standing on top of the cooler and him holding it. You know, there, we've, we've done that. Like, we didn't know. We were just young. You were know, you we, ISO 9000 certified? No. The owner was looking at us like, man, I hope you don't fall. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what homeowner's insurance is for. You know, he's spraying the tent, handing it up to me, and I'm wobbling, wobbling at the top. <laughs> that was the one we thought we knew what we were doing. That's right. <laughs> no, that's when, well, we we knew we didn't quite know what we were doing, but we are like, man, we're going to figure this we're out. We're going to get it done. Yeah, we're going to figure this out. Did I hear earlier you say you met somebody during a residential tent job? I met my wife. <laughs> my um, Which I, I met my wife when I was in the funeral business. And um, my first wife and I got divorced. Another story, another day. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sitting at home one day, and uh, I met her. She worked at the hospital, and I met her then, so I knew who she was. And um, this was, you know, maybe a year later. And her husband had passed away a couple of years prior, and I was sitting there. Her name is Mary, and I was sitting there watching TV, and the movie Something About Mary was on. Mm-hmm. So I sent her a Facebook message and then told her, you know, sorry, I don't see you anymore. I'm not at the funeral home tinting windows and she sent me a message and said uh, I'd like to get a quote on getting my house tinted not hey nice to hear from you no, <laughs> yeah. uh, hey uh, by oh, the way you, you tint houses yeah. yeah. you should come give me a bid that's Mary though even <laughs> even right. if she was thinking different she's gonna keep it on the she's gonna that's keep right. it on the DL and that's be like right. nah we're just gonna keep this straight business yeah well she she looked through my profile before she commented and, and she'll tell you she said all she saw was car boat car boat couple kids car boat and my very first profile because I had to start a new Facebook and my very first profile picture was a picture of me, and she was like, oh, that's cute funeral boy. That's what she'll tell you. She knew Chuck as cute yeah, funeral boy. That's what she'll tell you. So, um, so, I, awesome. I, so I went and gave her an estimate on the house, and uh, we sat and chatted for probably two hours while I was there, and I have seen her every day since. I heard that. Well, so. now, now, in that's full awesome. disclosure, Chuck was interested. Very. <laughs> yeah, he was interested before he gave the quote. Of course, so he, he, reached, he reached out. Yeah, he, reach he out. made that quote like take a while. Yeah, he had to come back and remeasure. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it wasn't like a I'll be you know that's right a ten minute deal and I'll I'll call you tomorrow and give you the prize. Yeah, he he worked it for what it was worth. There was no playing hard to get with you. Not right? with me. Not with, me. <laughs> Not with you at all. Uh, yeah, I'll come over. I'll get, yeah, I'll remeasure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? Mm-hmm. Well, well, honestly, I I was so captivated by her, but I truly forgot to measure the bathroom. <laughs> so, so when I was figuring up the the and it's a big bathroom. So when I was figuring up the estimate, I was like, and I'm fresh, you know. I just started this thing out of my, you know, I was still working out of my garage, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like, uh, I need to come back over. And <laughs> do you mind? Yeah. Do you mind if I come back over and measure your bathroom? Yeah. Again, what, what a pickup line. <laughs> and I actually actually figured it up, put a huge discount in there, and her her first thing to me was. I just want my windows tinted. I don't want to buy new windows. <laughs> she, she, she was rough on me, but uh, she's about that paper too, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, but um, so I mean, you know, this side hustle that started in my garage like brought me to the best thing that ever happened to me because she awesome. she's awesome. She's yeah. like she's the wife that every man deserves. I mean, she's awesome. So, well, you know, and the thing is, everything from from Mary to the business you've built, everything. You've worked hard at in my my personal opinion. I'll give you the outside that. looking in, you know, it's not like I don't know. Tending is hard anyway because it's always been associated with like the car stereo places or the this that right. Chuck's kind of taking it to the next level where it's professional, pro- professional business. It's industry now. It's, it's industry mm-hmm. now, right? I mean, we're talking about franchising it, which we're going to make happen. So That's awesome. If you got hey, listen, anybody listening or watching, you want to want your own tent franchise? Hit us up. We'll uh, figure it uh, out. Uh, we'll make it happen. Where can they email us at? <laughs> Southcackpod at gmail.com. We'll, we'll set you up. 
Tell me uh, what's next in the net for the next five years. What do you see Solar Shield doing in the next five? Not not money wise, but do you see a second location? Do you see getting into a different piece of, of stuff that you're not into, or you like just steady and grow it from where it is? We're just, just gonna grow it from where it is. We're um, every time I've tried to venture out and do a second location, I'd either have an employee quit and I couldn't. And then or, you're having to travel to go tint those windows. Yeah, and. With the location we have now, I mean, we've got so much space extra. We may add, you know, I'd like to add more employees. Um, I'd love to have a crew in shop and a crew tenting houses every day. Mm. Um, so, you know, maybe just adding staff and that sort of thing. Yeah. And along that same question, where was tent in 2000 or whatever year you got started compared to where it is 25 years later? It has came a long ways, especially residential. So it's not just black film anymore. It's probably no. a little water on and put it up. There's so many different types of film now. And, and like everybody's like, what causes this back window to bubble up like this? It's either one, you, you get a defective roll. We've had it happen. Mm-hmm. But you do the right thing in business and That's you right. fix it for the customer because it's not their fault. That's right. Um, most film companies nowadays, they, they're great. If, you know, they'll cover the film. I cover the labor when that kind of thing happens. It's only happened once. Uh, it happened about five years ago. We got a bad rolling back glasses. We're doing that, but we did the right thing. We fixed mm-hmm. it, and our customers, you know, leaving Google reviews. Hey, this yeah. happened, but they fixed it. They, mm-hmm. they, and that's all people want. People right. want to be treated like people want to be treated right. That's yeah. right. We've and, talked about on this podcast where when you do that, when you tell that customer, "Hey, that's on us," whatever, you actually have a better customer long term. You do because when you, well, you when get you better do, word of mouth, right? when you do the right thing, they're like, "That's they, my guy. I'm never, charge me never going anywhere else." Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, and again, like, I think everything in life teaches you something. So mm-hmm. going to the funeral home, I was at the funeral home for eight years. So being there, you know, I met with families. I did everything. And, and meeting with families in that time of their lives, you learn how to empathize. You Compassion. learn how to sympathize. Mm-hmm. So when people come in now and say one of those customers came in, they're a year later, their back windows all bubbled up, and they're like, they come in and, for whatever reason, the, the, the world we live in, people are like, I'm going to go down there and cuss them out. I'm on yeah. this. I'm on that. Well, I'm on keyboard cowboy them guys yep, now. Well, you know? well, people will come in, and they're mad before they even talk to me. And and when they leave, they're always happy. Yeah. Because I'm like, listen, I'm like, hold up. Yeah. Well, you don't need to do this. I'm going to take care right. of this for you. Let's just talk about the problem. Let me fix it, and let's move on. And and that alone has got me that long-term customer. Yeah, yeah for sure. So tell me the difference in tent and my – Beat up Z seventy one four door in a new Tesla. Is that going to be about the same cost? <laughs> uh, anything but the Tesla Model Three or the Y, yes. Yeah, um, it's all you know. pretty similar. So let's get into why you know because the cost is a, a, an absorbent amount higher, right? But why would why is that? Just because of well, certain vehicles such as the Tesla Model Three, the roof and the back glass is one piece of glass. So it, I mean, you got to have some skill to do it. You know, you t- you take a a C six Corvette, for example, and there are, there are very few tenors in the world that can do a C six Corvette back glass in one piece. I promise you. They usually split it. Yeah, they normally split it, seam it on a defrost line or or something, and 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 now Corey is at the skill level he can do it. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And and I'd venture to say that within fifty hundred miles of where we are, we're the only two that can do it. Yeah, that's crazy. And I could be wrong. There may be others that can. And that's the like, thing they is, they normally come to us because <clears throat> others can't. So. And that's the thing about 
them specifically, in my personal opinion, is not that it can't be done tent wise, but it's like how tight does it fit? How clean is it? Is it in one piece? Mm-hmm. You know, when you have you know the old days of like splitting the tent and you see the dark yeah. line in your back window. Yeah. When somebody else can do it solid and maybe you pay them a little extra, like that's the difference. I also think there's a huge difference nowadays in the kind of materials you get. So, you know, you know, the old days, your tent would turn purple. I think those days oh, are probably yeah. long days. They're long gone now, or is there still companies that... There's still companies out there. I mean, it's like anything. I mean, you can you can buy a cheap tent and it's going to turn purple, or but... But honestly, to buy good film, not much more. You can charge ten, fifteen, twenty dollars more per car, and your and your call. Your overhead's the same. Yeah, I mean, and so then why even not buy a good tent. Mm-hmm. One, one, it goes back to treating people the way you want to be treated. I don't want to take my car and have something done to it, even brakes. I don't want to take my car to the shop have brakes put on it, and they buy the cheapest brakes they can, right. so they can make more money on yeah. it. Yeah, I want good brakes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put good tent on, and and that protects me because I don't want to redo your car. Mm-hmm. I want a tent and it lasts 20 years because I don't. You don't have to redo it, right? I don't want to have to redo it. And the thing is, nowadays people switch out cars faster than the tent's gonna last anyway. So yeah. it's like you get a core customer mm-hmm. four years down the road when they buy a new car, they're bringing it back to you. They are. Yeah. You know, it's. I have some customers that bring me three or four a year because I just love to try. Uh, shout out a, Jared uh, Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Polaris Ranger windshield. Do you tent that? Is it Plexi? Yeah. He can tent it. Now, I, I do you, what's the most random thing that somebody's brought to you and said, hey, can you tent that? Alarm clock. An alarm clock? Alarm clock was too bright and she couldn't dent it. Tent this one. No way. Yep. That has to, that's the weirdest thing. You that, know what's crazy. cool about tent too that people don't realize is that, well, for one, there's, you know, he talks about buying, you know, spending an extra $15 per car to buy good tent. Well, there's also tent that's way better than that. It's the ceramics, right. you know, the, and there's also tent that doesn't have any, you can actually tent a car that doesn't have any color in it. Am I, am I correct? But it'll b- block out UV. So it's, like, it's like our blue glasses, right? They look clear reading glasses, but they take away your computer light kind of well, thing. The, the advantage to it is that like you, won't, you can put it on your windshield. You won't have any dash cracking from the sun UV oh. rays. Coming in. Yeah, the ceramic, they make a 70%. It does have a little bit, but you can't tell it. I mean, it's yeah. basically clear, and it's awesome. It What's knocks on? out glare from cars coming on. What's on your front that? windshield? Mine is 30. Yeah, don't ask him. He's, Mine's dark. He's dark. Yeah. He's I live dark everywhere. I, I live, live in it. a dungeon. This was the guy that put two layers of five back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know the song, We Got Five on it? Yeah. That wasn't about marijuana. That was about <laughs> Chuck's tent. <laughs> Chuck's tent jobs, because... I got five on it. Like that was him. Everything yeah, he had had five on it. Yeah, it's still that way. That my truck. That yeah. That, that SUV I got out there. They yeah, all have five same. on them. I'm, I'm same. I, I, yeah. I like it. And then I backed up into a tree one night because I could. Now we have backup cameras. That's right. But back and in the day, you buzzers and all kinds. Yeah, of stuff, yeah. your seat will vibrate That's before you right. hit something. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. so we got five on yeah. it. Yep. You remember the ASI line that everybody's like, oh, you can't yep. tent past the line? I yep. was like, well, scrape the ASI off. Yeah, <laughs> like, there is no line. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Is yeah. that still a thing? Yeah, the, the it's actually, not to correct you, no, it's, actually, it's, actually, one. it's actually an AS1 line. Oh, perfect. And, um, they, for whatever reason, back in the 90s, early 2000s, that was something they don't care anymore. I've, they don't. I've not had a cop or a customer have a problem with the AS1 line in well, in the kind 10, of, 15 years. Has the front strips kind of went away a little bit? Nobody rocks the rocker anymore. I will say of the cars that come in, probably 
70% get the whole windshield done. Mm-hmm. Probably 20% get a front strip, and the other 10 don't get anything on the windshield. But yeah. um, the the windshield tint is really because you have the 70, which is clear, and that gives you UV protection. But the 50% gives you just enough glare protection to where, like, if it's raining at night, yeah. it takes the glare away. You can see better. Oh, wow. So you can there's see a better. safety benefit. Yeah, there is. We yeah. all did it just to keep – Cops from looking in your truck. Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, it's all Ill, it's all illegal, but um, but you know, and I had it. Do they know, sign a waiver? They do. Off road use had, only. Well, no. See, there was I had a meeting with with a judge, and I was like, listen, because they were trying. They were, you know, I was getting rumors that they were going to shut us down. They were going to do this. Mm-hmm. They were going to do that. So I met with the judge, and I was like, listen, if you stop me from doing it, they're going to go to Anderson. They're going to go to Greenville. They're going to get it done. So you're just taking money right out of this community mm-hmm. if you do that. I'm like, I'm like, why don't we figure out a way? To hold them accountable for it. Like, exactly. Yeah. So he actually came up with, a, you know, the waiver. Mm-hmm. And I, if, if as long you, as they sign that. If smart. it's you, you're going to – I mean, you're my best friend in the world. Yeah. And you're it ain't on me. It. It's on you. Yeah. If they and, sign uh, the waiver – that the judge created, then it's on them when they go to. That's right. Are they still throwing a driver's license to say it? I can't read it. They have they have machines now. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. They have, they have meters that go over the. Well, is it accurate? It'll tell you what tint that window. Pretty close. How do they do it for the front glass though? <laughs> Nothing's illegal to have. Nothing's legal on the windshield. If your windshield's tinted, it's illegal. Gotcha. If they can tell, it has some kind of film on it. Yeah. Have you ever seen those like Instagram or or I don't know. TikTok, whatever, where the guys, the, there's a kid in a truck, and he's, you can tell he's pulled over. There's blue lights behind him, and he's pulling Rips the stuff off. Yeah. <laughs> the cops coming up. To that. That's that. no different than throwing dope out the window. Well, like it's still right it's there. A little bit different. <laughs> this is a little bit different. Well, well I'm not going to throw names out, but we have a friend who's been on this podcast, I think, a couple times. He has. <laughs> that, well, I know who that said that way. He he got a ticket for his windshield being tinted. And Recently. No, this was probably two years ago. Oh. So he made an appointment at 9 o'clock in the morning of his court date to have that piece of tent taken off his windshield. He made an appointment at 3 o'clock that afternoon. Have back home. <laughs> Jeremy Dodd has not been on this podcast. What are you talking about? No, it wasn't Jeremy Dodd. So it was, oh, um, gosh. We'll just say Mr. I, Mr. Th- Price is right. Yeah. There is a cost of education <laughs> in everything you do. <laughs> Way to go, I mean, Price. Hey. Yeah. Yep. So. You know, I get, I get the whole, I get part of the window tinting laws, but I also feel like, you know, they're very similar to like gun laws. You know, the, the, half of them don't make any sense. You know, the whole, the whole idea behind window tinting is the cops can't see in the car if they pull you over. Mm-hmm. They don't know what you're doing in there. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, write a, if that's the case, write a ticket for not having your windows down when you get pulled over. That's right. You know, if they want to see in, just make sure if you have windows tinted, the windows are down when they pull you over and they can see everything they need to That's see. That's just etiquette, man. If I get yeah. pulled over, I'm rolling down the window and put my hands on the steering wheel at this point in life, you know? Yeah. And, and we instruct our customers to do that. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah. if you get pulled over, roll your windows down. If it's dark, turn your interior lights on. Put your hands yeah. on the steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. Put them That's outside. Right. Do it. Make them feel comfortable. Right. If you respect them, make them feel comfortable. For they sure. For sure. And yeah. I get the respect thing. If I was in their shoes. That's right. Absolutely. I would want that as well. Yeah. Don't reach in the glove box and don't mm-hmm. put your hands on your seat. No. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. Have some don't run. Just don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll just tell you. <laughs> so, so, what else? Uh, it, it, and you, you, again, you can say, nah, another another day. What else are you into? Well, I kind of married into some stuff. Um, my wife was kind of already into it with a partner, um, but we own several 
ice machines, the big ice house ice machines. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm twice the ice. Have you ever seen twice mm-hmm. the ice? Yeah, we we've got several of those. So, um, and of course, I jumped in on those feet first and head first, however you want to say yeah. it. So I'm, you know, I'm all the time working on an ice machine or on yeah. top of one. If you see somebody sure. on top of ice machines, probably me. <laughs> yeah. You know, so going to th- Those yeah. folks that are local, if you've called one of those ice machines, you probably called Chuck. You did call me. My number's on all of them. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that would be <laughs> funny. So, I'd have had a burner phone for that for sure. Yeah. No way. <laughs> well, well, I'm telling you, there's a few people I've got their number saved is like. Don't, don't answer. Don't answer. Do not answer ice machine yeah. call. Yes. <laughs> Crackhead ice lady, you know, so. <laughs> Because <laughs> so, you know, because some of these people they've learned that because oh I can control that ice machine from my phone. I can control every one of them from my phone. You just spit out ice. Or- so there's a few that's taking advantage. Call me. Hey, it took my money. Well, it probably didn't. So yeah. you can call me every other day. It took ten dollars. Come on now, <laughs> ten dollars. So, um, I gotta yeah. eat. <laughs> it didn't take the first two dollars or the second two dollars. So I just kept putting it in there. <laughs> <laughs> ten dollars at a time. Yeah. So um, most people are pretty legit, but you know those few I've got them saved in my phone, so I just don't answer. And um, but we own some commercial property, and well, you know we got into some residential property, and it commercials where it's at. Amen. You know, if, Amen. if anyway, if any of you guys out there listening, trying to get into property, rental property, go commercial. Um, I promise you, you can thank me later. Yeah. It's, um, residential is just a big hassle and you don't make a whole lot of money on it so. the only residential play i see for investment is is short-term rental yeah yeah well, I mean, but but to do that 1200 dollars a month for a house every month for uh, now i will say that but you guys have one that has rented for like 30 years right well she she moved out about two years ago um how many years was it before that she was in the house 12 years i believe like she paid the house off I, she yeah, I was well, she, yeah close and, and we actually we we tried to owner finance her the house just because we, you know, she was such a good tenant. Yeah. Never asked for anything. Always paid her rent on time. And but, um, so I mean, there are the outliers. But I, and so I get what you're saying though, because that's kind of the situation I'm in now. Is I'm like, you know, I'd rather rent to somebody starting a business because typically somebody that's trying to run a business or start a business is going to be more apt to be able to pay you. That's right. Right. They're going to be more responsible. Whatever. Well, too, and. Commercial property, it's a lot easier to be the landlord because you're not if, – if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do, you're not kicking somebody out of their home. You're right. No, that's right. right. If yeah, you yeah. have a big heart, and, and, and unfortunately my heart's too big at times, yeah. it's hard to kick somebody out of their home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and two, you know – and. Somebody's not paying their rent. You have to evict them. You know, you have to give them 30 days. Yeah, it's a long-time deal versus putting a commercial. putting holes in a wall or doing stuff. Is that rain? Co- Sorry. Oh, not here too. Yes, that is rain. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but, I, I get what you're saying, though. But it's, not only that, but back to the the automotive commercial window tinting. I mean, the 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 commercial property is way more lucrative than the mm-hmm. than the residential. It's just, yeah. you know, it's residential is just more of a headache, and you don't really make the money you make in commercial. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any? Well, we won't go there. I was gonna say you got any like. I know you've worked for some big, big companies, but I don't guess we need to go there. Let's get back to, and we'll kind of wrap the podcast up with this. Let's, let's tell the story of your current building that you just bought for Solar Shield of Seneca. And, and I have I have a lot of uh, personal attachment to this particular building, as you do. Not so much Jared, but he definitely knows of the story. I'm sure. I brought a, I bought a truck out of that building. 
yeah, years ago. Yeah, probably a couch. No, low just, seat. A, just a 69 <laughs> Chevrolet. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that I was, ended up selling yeah, 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 but I, yeah. But I did, I did do business in that building before you, before you bought yeah. it. Yeah, the funny story about that building is um, that building was built in 1990 as a furniture store. And uh, as Kyle and I both worked there in high school, we delivered furniture, and and then it eventually washed cars. Eventually turned into a um, kind of a hot rod shop where he just mm-hmm. bought and sold and traded. They didn't really work on them; they just bought and sold, and traded hot rods out of it. And um, so yeah, I worked there in high school washing. And there's a car lot right next door, which we actually bought it too, and we just lease it back to them. But um, but we washed lot cars. Delivered furniture, yeah, and, um, Rep- repossession, yeah, repo furniture. You ever repo furniture before? No, I've repoed vehicles with a guy west before, and that yeah, furniture is a little bit different because you got to go in their house. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we repo cars too, but we had a key and we'd go in the middle yeah, of the right. night and that, uh-huh. that sort of thing. But um, but yeah, they they called me one day and it just you know for what their business where their business was and what they were doing, it they just didn't need it anymore and. Gave me a good price on it, so I bought it, you know, and I've already have some commercial property and I was like tired of renting and needed more space. Sure. So we bought it, went in and you yep. know, it, it revamped took us, it. It took us probably three months to get it where we could use it, working every single day. Yeah, he like went in, yeah, reground the, the concrete. Dude, and you did it quick because I I saw you the night at Soleil, you closed, you're doing a celebration party, you and Mary. Yeah. And then it's like no time. And there were employees out front, cars, you know, getting worked on. Like, yep. in no time, you redid the whole thing. Couldn't afford not to. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Cash flow, cash flow, yeah. cash flow. Yeah. Let's go. Exactly. Let's go. Well, it was like, you know, I was like, we'll just, you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll just get all this done, you know, because that's what you do. You think, you know, with the commercial buildings I have now, somebody moves, they make a mess of it. We've got certain guys, vendors here in town that, you know, they do us a good job and they do it at a good price. Sure. and. So I called those guys, and, like, the, the floors in the shop had carpet glued, from where it was a furniture store. Glued to it. So I had a company come mm. in, and I'm like, all right, I need the carpet pulled up, and I need this floor. I need an epoxy because what I'm doing, like, it's got to be epoxy so I can mm-hmm. clean it, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, like, $50,000 to redo the floors. Local guy do that? Yeah, yeah, Chuck yeah. Riston yeah. did that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he ran. Yeah. He ran a grinder. Oh yeah, I learned real quick how to pull up carpet and grind glue off of floors. <laughs> local guy. Yeah. Hey, if you ever need, if you need anything done, <laughs> yeah. call Chuck. Yeah. If all Flowing else, restoration, if, solar shield. If all else fails, we're we're getting into the epoxy business. The it is no joke. When we did South Cat Taprim and Pickens, it was the same way. It was an old video store or uh, automotive, like a. AutoZone or something. They had carpet in there. Pulled the carpet up. Man, it was just black glue. And I'm yeah. just like, God, dog. What are we going to do? So I bet we went through three different rental places going, That's, that sanding pad don't work for what we got. Yeah. Like one from the size of this table, and you've ruined. It's just glue. Yeah, yep. well, we, well, the ones we we rented one that takes the big diamond disc. That's that we, actually grinds that's the where concrete. We ended up. Grinds yeah. That's where we ended up. And it was just like, God. Hey, but yeah. the, and the bad thing is, you know, obviously with everything, you're in real estate. You, sure. you know, you have a budget. You you know what you've got to spend, and that floor, like epoxy, is not cheap. No, and that shop is like sixty by one twenty five. I mean, it's it's <laughs> like seventy five hundred square number. foot. It's big. So Corey mm-hmm. met me up there. You know, we we finally got the glue off, got the concrete leveled. Paid a guy to seal the joints because that's you gotta have the equipment. So that's I, right. I paid somebody to do that, 
And we went in and epoxied the floors, and, you know, we had us a drink after. Like, man, this is going to be awesome. These floors look great. Like, we're moving up in the world finally, you know. And we came back the next day, and it looked like we hadn't even touched it. That where we <laughs> like grinded that floor, it, it sucked every bit of I that bet. epoxy up. It finally it took three coats. Yeah, really. What three product coats. do you use for that? I don't remember the name of it, but you know, me and Chuck, Chuck specifically, he's like a pro at this floor thing because yeah. he has a shop at his house that we did. Mm-hmm. Different know. epoxy than you used that Solar Shield. That was Aquapon. We couldn't yeah. find that when we did Solar Shield. That uh, shout out to Aquapon because I don't have awesome. any. I don't have any complaints with that stuff. No, that stuff's but awesome. we did yours. We did mine. We did Jared's. And we've done three shops uh, with then, that stuff. And then Solar Shield with which is something for product. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Solar Shield is more has it has a more deep gloss look that you think about when you see epoxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like has a uh, clear coat on top. Or when something. we built the bar at the same tap room in Pickens, it was the longest bar. I don't, I forget how many feet, and how many gowns we used, but it was stone coat. And uh, the only guy I knew that had any epoxy experience was Chris Owens right up here at the other end of town. I called Chris, and I ain't so, talked hey, to Chris in twenty years either. I'm like, hey, dude, Jared Cutting, what's up? <laughs> He's like, who? Are you? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Did I be so wrong? I was like, uh, I got a job. You interested? And he said, I'm not really interested, but I will come down there. And so he spent like four days with us. And we were mixing it five gallons at a time. And it, I mean, we spent a month because it doesn't dry overnight. Right. It takes days for that yeah, stuff to dry. You and you can't thick. pour it. Well, and that's the difference. The like, bar, you'd pour it this layer and then this layer yeah. and this layer. It was just a job, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then the pinhole, if there is a pinhole, it's going to find it, and it's all going to leak out on the floor. Yep. So then you're underneath <laughs> the wood after day one, realizing none of your shit's set in there. With uh, We used HVAC tape at the bottom of the bar because it held really right. strong, and then we poured it again. But I, I, I will hire epoxy out next, forever. Next time, yeah. I'll never do it again. Yeah, you're talking about like that table epoxy style. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was it uh, something boat? A stone coat is yeah. what the cut what, But it's what like it four is. inches but thick, whatever. You can do it as thick or as thin as you want, yeah, but yeah. I wanted it. I wanted to look. So we melted crayons to fill in the cracks of the pallet board. So we laid down a bunch of pallet boards and melted crayons. So it really gave it a, it's just, you'd have cool to look. go there to, to see it. Yeah. But I do so many things different. Yeah. Like we had, we ran out of, I don't know how many of those torches, those plumbing torches. And oh, to melt just, the bubbles. We're, yeah. Yeah. We're just popping bubbles and came into the canister. Keep going. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I won't do it again. I, I envy that you did that biggest space in epoxy, but it doesn't surprise me you coming in the next day going, what happened? I was, yeah. I, I was so, oh man, I wanted to cry. I, <laughs> I mean, bet. the grinding part was, was pretty tough. I mean, he would you rent it on a Friday and took it back on a Monday, so you had to get done in through what three days? Mm. Yeah. And he literally ground off probably a quarter inch of the entire place. Mm. There know? was so much dust. I had to oh, bring my shit. I had to bring my tractor in. They were shoveling it out. To to scoop the dust into the tractor and haul the dust off. I mean it was this is, this is why our model here became buy a building, upfit the building, start a business. Everybody will will buy the business. Yeah. Nobody wants the overhead of buying the building, and nobody wants to do what we're talking about right now. That's right. Nobody wants to put in work. Yeah. But they will spend the money for a set of keys to the door in the business inventory. Now, on the flip side of that, though, you would be the same way. Like, if you were going to go buy a building right now, and it already cash flowed, mm-hmm. and then the numbers made sense, you'd be like, I'm in. If I own the real estate, I'm not. Yeah, that's not, what I'm that's yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're going to buy some real estate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the business was already in there. Yeah. Ca- it it yeah. cash flowed rent wise. That's right. You'd be like done. Watch, yeah. you know, if it's if oh, as long as it makes sense. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, have to own man. the real estate. 
So, all right. This has been a good one. I guess we've kind of... Chuck, you got any advice for anybody that wants to start their own business? Don't be scared. I heard that. If you got... I mean, if if you have faith in yourself and you know what you're doing... Uh, I tell Corey all the time, you know, Corey's, Corey's very frugal. Very frugal. And, you know... And, I, and I've tried, you know, when I first met Corey, he was like, I don't want credit. If I can't buy it with cash, I'm not going to buy it. And I'm like, brother, wrong world. Yeah. Well, and that, know, for that, your grandparents, that might have been odd, But in the world we live in, you can't. And now I hear Corey giving the younger guys, you know, we've got one guy who's 20 years old and um, or actually just turned 21 years old. And um, Corey's all time giving him advice, how to build credit, what to do. And um, – See, you just you got to have faith in yourself. You yep. can't be scared. And I tell Corey all the time, I'm like, scared money don't make money. That's mm-hmm. right. Now you don't. If you've got a family, you don't want to take a risk that you're not sure about. But if you feel, I think the problem is though is that that advice is for one particular portion of the country. It's like if you can't afford it, don't buy it. Mm-hmm. That's for the people who aren't going to use the money and leverage it to make the money. That's right. Right. That's for the people that like every paycheck they're going to go spend it on something. And so that's good advice. You don't need credit in that particular instance because you don't need to leverage yourself outside of what you can pay for. But there's another side of the world that takes, you know, 20 grand, goes and buys a $100,000 piece of property, then rents that mm-hmm. and it pays them back. That's when you leverage. But you got to have, and that's kind of what I told Corey. And the reason where I got Corey on, like, you got to have credit. Um, it's kind of off topic, but it goes back to the commercial yeah. real estate. You got to have credit to make those opportunities happen. Yeah, you know, that's right. we we had a guy come. My wife and I had a guy come to us, and um, he owned a gas station in Alabama. And he was he was older. He was ready to, to get rid of stuff. He was selling everything, and he was like, "Listen," and we we had had some stuff with him before. So we'd worked with him before. So he knew us, and he knew what we were doing, trying to buy some real estate. You know investment real estate because that's kind of our retirement our retirement is we've got income he's like listen i got this gas station in alabama the lease is signed to pay the building off but i want my money now he's like you if y'all buy this building the lease is in place for this and it's a a big gas company it's It's not a yeah and um so all we had to do is go borrow the money you need credit paid him and you know once the lease paid it off like we didn't yeah yeah there was no risk. Triple net. You but, never have to fix nothing. No, no calls. No. Nothing. They yeah. pay the taxes. I've never even That's laid eyes on this gas station. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> and but you got to have the credit. And you got to yeah. have the. You can't be scared. Like, You're right. Scared money won't make money. And my, my thing you got to be smart. Yes, exactly. And my thing is this too. If you if you want to live that life of I'm not buying it unless I can pay cash for it. That's fine. That's fine. Not but why not have cre- why not have credit too? Exactly. Why not do both? And that way, if you need it, you got it. Everybody has their own definition of, of what success is and how they need to run their family. And I would encourage, if it's working for you today, do that. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. I'm not here to tell you you're doing it wrong. doesn't work for me. But, you know, if, if you, you want to pay cash for everything and it works for you, keep keep doing that. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yep. this has been good. Yeah, I enjoyed this. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for the old fashioned. Thanks for having me. So where, where can they find you? Are you on social media, Instagram, Solar Shield of Seneca? We're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, 
Hopefully Kyle can get my website back up. I was, I was I was trying to do some of my website today and like totally like Jacked shut it, it down. SolarShieldOfSeneca.com. We'll try to get that up. But you can just if you just search Solar Shield Google of Seneca, it. just Google yeah, it. You'll, it's all you're gonna find, you'll it. find it. So if you're in the upstate of South Carolina or North Georgia or Western North Carolina, then look up Solar Shield of Seneca. Yep. And what's your address there on Blue Ridge? Seventeen eighty five Blue Ridge Boulevard. And right. if you if you're looking to start a business around tenting. And you just want to make it fast. Pay a little money, make it fast. We can make it happen. We can. And we can even do some apprenticeship stuff. There you go. Classes. I like that. Ooh, I like that idea. Where, I've, where I've you don't about, have to sign a non-compete because you know right. you're getting coming yep. here to train. You're going to pay X amount. Of, yeah, that, yep. that's another 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 yep. podcast, another All day. Right. Cool. Yep. Thanks, Chuck. Solar Shield of Seneca. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. See you. See you.